Well, plenty of preseason AP Top 25 teams have already disappointed their fans this season, but which program has been the most disappointing? You are Locked On College Basketball, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, folks? Welcome in. Happy Friday. Welcome to the Locked On College Basketball Podcast, the only daily year-round national college hoop show. We are your co-hosts. I'm Andy Patton. He is Isaac Shade. What is up? Want to make want to thank all of you for making this show your first listen or your first watch of the day, and let you know that today's episode of Locked On College Basketball is brought to you by Prize Picks. So go to PrizePicks.com/slash/LockedOnCollege. Use that promo code LockedOnCollege for a first deposit match of up to one hundred dollars. Prize Picks is daily fantasy sports made easy. Isaac, we got an incredible weekend of college basketball games coming up. Some really, really fun matchups. We're going to preview as many of those matchups as we can get to to close out the show today. But we're going to lead with our Friday mailbag. We've Woo! only got a couple of these so far, but on our Discord channel, which, folks, as a reminder, you can join us on Discord. It is free. There is a link in the show notes on both audio and video platforms. Just click that link. You'll be invited in. Hang out with us 24-7, talking college hoops all throughout the day. That is also where we take mailbag questions. So if you have something you want us to answer to discuss on a future episode of Locked On College Basketball, just pop into that Discord channel, find the mailbag uh, thread, and you can leave your comment, your question there, and we'll get it answered. We got a handful of them to get to today, so we're going to try to hammer through them before we get to those previews uh, of the games this weekend. This first one comes from Gooba Greg, who we learned after our last mailbag does not go by Gooba Greg. It is G-U Big Rig, but the letters were all pushed together, so we had to do our best Man. to guess that. He's a Discord listener. Here is his question. He says, who has been the most disappointing preseason AP Top 25 team this year? Michigan State that started four, Arkansas started at 14, Villanova at 20, St. Mary's 23, or another preseason Top 25 team? Isaac, I'll throw to you first. Who do you think has been the most disappointing of the AP Top 25 teams preseason? Man, Michigan State, Arkansas, Villanova, St. Mary's. Um or any other ones, if if it's not one of those. No, I have a feeling it's probably it's gotta, one of those. No, it's got to be one of those. Leaf and I just talked about on Wednesday's show mm -hmm. between Villanova and Michigan State. But then when you add in Arkansas and St. Mary's to that, I'm going to immediately take out Arkansas. They've got that home win over Duke. I think yeah. that helps their cause a lot. Um, Andy, I, say, I, I don't know how we could say somebody other than St. Mary's. Yeah. I mean – I know, like, relative to expectation, Michigan State has fallen off. Mm -hmm. But with both them and Villanova, I think the talent, and at least in Michigan State's case, the coaching is there where they're going to figure things out. Also, with Michigan State, I'm not convinced that the Big Ten is awesome, and I think they can still find their way into the top third of that. St. Mary's is about to take probably another loss this weekend. Mm -hmm. I got to go with the Gales, man. Yeah, I'm going with the Gales, too. Every other team here feels right now like they're still probably going to make the NCAA tournament. Arkansas, I think, is very likely going to be in the field. They have been disappointing, but not disappointing enough uh, to really be in that conversation. Michigan State, I'd be pretty surprised if they don't make the big dance. Uh, coaching helps there. I think a, yeah, a bit of a softer Big Ten schedule may help there as well. Villanova, that it's they, they're on the borderline. The Big East is really tough. They're going to take some L's to teams like Creighton and Marquette and UConn, uh, and that could push them out of that 
conversation. Their their preseason losses are pretty ugly. But St. Mary's is, I mean, they're just a bad basketball team. I mean, if we're being perfectly honest, they were expected to be good. All these teams were expected to be good. Most of them have been not as good as the expectations, but St. Mary's has been actively bad. Uh, and and I, I think it might turn around. I believe in Randy Bennett as a coach. Uh, this team has a lot of the same people who were on the team last year that earned a five seed and, and deserved that five seed. But St. Mary's, they have a decent non-conference schedule, but once they get into conference play, they have to beat Gonzaga or else they're not going to pick up any quality wins. Like this is a team that already in early December might have to win the championship at the Orleans Arena in Las Vegas if they want to be in the NCAA tournament. None of the rest of these teams are in that dire of a situation. So I think for me, considering the Gales were a top 25 team projected to beat Gonzaga, and now they're they're not really even looking like a tournament team, That that's my pick here. Yep, love it. Andy, let's go to our next one. Egg on our Discord channel asks, who will be the last undefeated team this year? Andy, uh, we all know I've been like an idiot tracking this and reporting every team as they lose their first game on Twitter. Thank goodness we're down to the final 13 and when I don't have to do like 80 of them a night anymore. Let me reel them off, Andy, because 13 is low enough. I can just give them all to us in alphabetical order, and then I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. From A to Z, <laughs> speak. that is Arizona, Baylor, BYU, Cincinnati, Clem, that's a lot of Big 12 schools. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Grief. Uh, Clemson, Colorado State, Houston, James Madison, Ole Miss, Nevada, Oklahoma, Princeton, TCU. And before you say I got that out of alphabetical order, Mississippi, Nevada, Oklahoma, Princeton, TCU. <laughs> All right, Andy, um, I think a lot of people look at this and they probably think the calculus is all about how good a team is mm-hmm. when in reality, Andy, what is the biggest factor in figuring out the answer to this question? Uh, schedule. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> who are they next? Who, who are their upcoming games? I mean, Arizona's probably the best team on this group. Their next four games are Wisconsin, Purdue, Alabama, and FAU. My <laughs> goodness. That is a gauntlet hey, for Tommy well, Lloyd and the Wildcats right there. So I think we'll say they're not going to be it, but just quickly, what's your prediction for their record in those four games? I was going to say, I don't think it's out of the question that they could win all four. I'm going to guess oh. they go three and one. I also wouldn't be stunned, even as the rank, number one ranked team in the country, if they go two and two now they're hosting wisconsin uh, i think purdue's neutral site i think so too i can get, let me get back to their schedule really quick but Stand yeah I, I think i don't think it's arizona but i do think they're gonna they're gonna do well to be honest my answer here is is one of the mid-majors that is on this group i think the two that really stand out are james madison and princeton we talked in our, the first week of the college basketball season after James Madison pulled off that win against Michigan state and then pulled off that overtime win over Kent state. Those are the two toughest games on James Madison's schedule for the entire season. Right now, their next couple of games, they're at old dominion. They're at Hampton. They've got Coppin state. They're at Morgan state. Uh, their next eight games for James Madison are against teams lower than 169th in the Ken Palm rankings. Their next game against a team that is currently inside the top 100 at Ken Palm is not till January 13th against App State. That's not to discredit James Madison as a program. They are fantastic. They earned those two wins in the first week. But to me, the lack of strength of schedule for this team is likely what puts them on that path. I'll shout out Princeton as well. I think they're in a really good position with the next, their their next the best team they play next is Yale in conference and they're 113th at Ken Palm. So those are the two teams that stand out to me as likely candidates to, to be the last undefeated team standing, but there's a couple other teams in here that certainly could do it too. Yep. Andy, really quickly back to Arizona schedule. Yes. Wisconsin is at home. 
Purdue is neutral, Alabama is neutral, and FAU is neutral. Although mm-hmm. Purdue is semi away, Alabama is semi home. It's mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, with with Yale, let me go back and say one thing about them is um no i'm sorry princeton uh is that before all that they do have saint joe's on sunday who's 88 that ken palm so it's like if they can get by that game then is when it really opens up and that's a true road game for them so that's the biggest hurdle for princeton is saint joe's on sunday and so because of that i'm gonna go with james madison as well also because i've been saying james madison from the get-go Andy, I got to stick to my guns, right? That's how things get done around here. And guys, now, while all these teams they play are ranked, as you said, outside the top 100, whatever, 169 is the highest ranked team they play in the next eight. Um, mm-hmm. Three of their next four are on the road and five of their next eight are on the road. So that that is something to watch out for on the JMU side of it. But that's my pick. I, I'll shout out Nevada too. Uh, their next three games are Drake, Weber State, and at Hawaii. They don't really play a particularly tough game until Boise State on the 13th of January. Then they have San Diego State on the road on the 17th. Uh, Nevada has played well this year. They've beat some teams they weren't expected to beat. I think there's a chance for them, but yeah. I, I, I prefer to pick James Madison or Princeton in that conversation. Hey, and Andy, kind of, can I tie our first two questions together with this? We just we, talked most disappointing teams. Yeah. One of the teams that I think has been most inspiring that we, you know, or most uh, not surprising because it's not surprising, but like, wow, better than I expected and also undefeated is Baylor. Dude, yeah. Baylor is on one right now. Now, their next two games, neutral against Michigan State, neutral against Duke. So we're going to learn a lot more about them. Their best other two wins are, are Auburn and Florida. So really haven't been tested at the high, high, high level. So I'm really curious to see what they do against Michigan State, but that's not till December 16th. And then Duke is December 20th. Shout out the Big 12 for having a bunch of teams on here and shout out TCU for being on this list, despite literally only being on this list because of a referee error. I it's not, no, 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 no. It's not a referee error. It's a rule. That is it's, yes, it's a rule error. I suppose that's a better way to put Andy, it. Because um, if I'm still Fury, like if we can go back and look to see if that was a two or a three, mm-hmm. why on earth can we not yeah. look at other lines on the court? That rule yeah. has to change yesterday. Come yeah, on. yeah, yeah. If you're Ed Cooley, you're not mad at the rules. You're mad at the official for missing it, but you're a little mad at both. That is a tough loss for Georgetown. And uh, shout out TCU. They got Clemson, Arizona State, Old Dominion next. So I, I think there's a real chance that their next game is their first loss of the season, but uh, they're still here. They're still here. I'd just be talking about that Clemson game here in a minute. Andy, there is an approximate crap ton. (laughs) Is that a a legitimate measurement? Yes. Oh, absolutely. It is 3.41 tons uh, is is how that equates of great games coming up this weekend. So much so that we're actually going to take two segments to get you ready with the weekend whip around, including multiple true road games between two ranked teams on Sunday. Andy, I am geeked for that. We're going to talk about it in just a second. Right after we tell you that this episode of Locked on College Basketball is brought to you by Prize Picks. Look, testing your skills on prize picks this season is the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. If you got the skills, you can turn a Hamilton into $250 with just a few taps. By the way, for the uneducated out there, that's a $10 bill. Prize picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. 
They got quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types. That's all what makes Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Just you against the numbers. All you got to do is pick more or less on two to six player stat projections and you just watch the winnings roll in. How about some uh, football on Sunday in the NFL, Andy? We've got former Tennessee quarterback. We're about to talk about the Vols. Uh, Quarterback Joshua Dobbs stepping in for the Vikings. 225 and a half passing yards. I'm going to take more because Justin Jefferson is supposed to be back. So Andy, go to prizepicks.com if you want to get in on that action slash locked on college and use code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, that's prizepicks.com slash locked on college and use code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. All right, Mr. Patton, we've got a whole slew of games. We've identified 13 that we want to talk about this weekend. We're going to treat 10 of them, five in each section, and then just quickly name the other three. Andy, we are going to start here in Knoxville, Tennessee, on Saturday, noon Eastern on CBS. The Ken, the uh, FanDuel lines aren't out yet, so we're going to give you the Ken Palm lines. This one is Tennessee minus five in our rankings at Locked On. Illinois comes in 16th while the Vols are 14th. Andy, the uh, uh, Tennessee's win over Wisconsin earlier this season looking better and better. But since then, the Vols have lost three straight games yeah. to ranked teams, albeit three of the top 15 teams in the nation. And it's, it's excusable losses, not bad, but you want to see them get this one at home against the Illini, who had a great win on Tuesday in the Jimmy V Classic against FAU. Yeah, one of the mailbag questions we didn't get to and hopefully we can get to in a future episode was about the the SEC's overall performance this year and kind of quoted the number of losses that that they have had and the amount of teams that have two or more losses and and one of the ways that that I think is is devoid of context is is how many teams have played really tough schedules. The Big 12, you know, we we kind of knocked on TCU a little bit there and 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 BYU has not played a super strong schedule. Cincinnati, you know, hasn't played a super strong schedule either and and, and Tennessee is like the opposite of that. They have played this tremendous, tremendous schedule. They've played three top 15 teams in a row. Now, according to our rankings, Illinois 16. So they're still playing top 20 caliber programs. Uh, I'm, I'm picking the Vols. I'm going to take the Vols here. I think their defense is, is good enough to slow Illinois down. Uh, Illinois has, of course, been fantastic this year. Shout them out for playing a tough schedule as well. But I think that the way that we've Dalton Connect has been such a huge part for Tennessee. I think he's going to step up in a big way on this one. I think we're seeing Tennessee's guards continue to get more comfortable as they're kind of getting back into game shape for injuries with Ziegler and, and Vescovy. And I think the, the combination of, of being at home and, and having that kind of guard room feeling closer to 100%, I think is going to lead them to a victory here. Yep. Tennessee has the number nine non-conference schedule right now. Of course, the uh, Marquette is right ahead of them at eight, mm-hmm. but all the other teams ahead of them are not even remotely close to being a uh, high major team. Mm-hmm. So that, that schedule, as you said, Andy, is some yeah. right now. Let's talk Alabama-Purdue. Oh, this game's going to be played at the Hall of Fame series in Toronto. Uh, this is the second year in a row they've played in Toronto or in Canada. Uh, it's kind of a Zach Eady appreciation. I know last year Alabama had Charles Bediaco, who's Canadian. He left early for the NBA, is not on that team anymore. Uh, but still, this is a, a really fun matchup here. Alabama has not been at the level that we expected them to be. We didn't include them or they were not included in that mailbag question um, because they didn't quite have the same preseason expectations, but they've 
they've, they're still finding themselves. I think we put it that way. Purdue, of course, coming off the loss on the road to Northwestern. Uh, I'm taking Purdue. I don't think Alabama has the size to, to really slow down Zach Eady. Certainly, Purdue will hope for a better performance from their guards than they got in that game on the road against Northwestern. But I, I think Purdue is going to be in their element. I think they're going to bounce back from that loss, and I think they're going to have a good one here. Yep. By the way, this game, 1.30 Eastern time Saturday on Fox. Andy, since that Northwestern game, Purdue bounced back and crushed mm. Iowa. Of yeah. course, that was at home on Monday night. But yeah, I'm with you. Uh, Purdue favored by five at Ken Palm. Give me the Boilermakers by double digits in this one over Alabama. That's kind of my big take on it. Andy, our third game that we want to mention, number 21. Again, these are our rankings, Wisconsin at True Road Game, the second one of these. Andy, we applaud that always. Yeah. <laughs> at number one, Arizona, Saturday, 3.15 Eastern. What a weird tip time on ESPN. Ken Palm has it, Arizona, minus six. Let's go Wildcats. Andy, what do you have in this one? Yeah, I think Arizona's going to win, and I think they're going to – if that were a spread, I think they'd cover it. I think they, they'll they probably win by 10 or so, and, and that's not a, not a knock on Wisconsin at all, a team that – uh, obviously hosted Marquette and beat them. Marquette, another fantastic top five caliber program. Uh, Wisconsin has also had some con- kind of confounding performances. They didn't play well against Tennessee, which granted, I think says a lot about Tennessee and not maybe as much about Wisconsin, but this Arizona team is so balanced and talented. I, I think, I mean, you just look at their starting lineup. You have Umar Balo and Kishad Johnson in the front court, both guys that are veterans, experienced, rugged, physical. You have some really elite guard play with Caleb Love, with Keelan Boswell, with Jaden Bradley coming off the bench. Pella Larson can do a little bit of everything. Like this is just a balanced attack. Tommy Lloyd has this team going and going and going. And I think it's going to be kind of, it's going to come down a bit to who can establish the pace. Arizona's going to want to get out and go. Wisconsin doesn't necessarily want to do that. But I think if Arizona, especially at home, if they can set the pace, they can push Wisconsin out in transition and kind of force them to have to play at a pace that they're not comfortable with. I think Arizona wins. And I think that it it may not even end up as close as, as people are projecting it to be. Yep, I got Arizona too. What Andy, like what a fun thing Kashad Johnson has been. I love yeah. him coming over from San Diego State and getting unlocked a little bit in the Tommy yeah. Lloyd style offense. So I, I always love to see guys you know it's like somebody leaves tony bennett at virginia where they averaged two points a game and then they now average 58 points a game with their new score it's that kind of thing for me yeah that's that that's that happens typically right (laughs) brandon pajemski type development on steroids right there legitimately that's such a good call um but um yeah this arizona team you know folks might look at this uh ken palm line at at arizona favored Mm -hmm. by six um and say, I don't know, against Wisconsin in a low possession game. No, it don't matter. The Wildcats at home will uh, take care of that line. Yeah. You want to talk Arkansas to Oklahoma? I think we probably should. Yeah, let's do it, right? This game is going to be taking place in Tulsa. Two unranked teams right now. Uh, Oklahoma has, has played. Actually, Oklahoma, we have Oklahoma ranked 22nd. Uh, didn't include that in our notes, but they are a ranked team. Um, Arkansas, obviously, is falling out of the rankings after a, a kind of a tough start to the season and not so great performance in Atlantis. Uh, Oklahoma has been one of the kind of surprise teams. Uh, a lot of the surprise teams that we've talked about have been in the Big 12. That is kind of a common uh, storyline that we have seen. Uh, really nice to see what Porter Moser has been able to do. Uh, Oklahoma favored by four at Ken Palm right now. This game is Saturday at for Eastern time, it will be on ESPN two. I'm, I'm not sure how I feel about this. I think the fact that Oklahoma does kind of have the, uh, they have the home court advantage is, 
is a factor for me, but I think Arkansas might be the more talented team. Uh, I've bet against or kind of talked against Oklahoma in the past and been wrong. Uh, so I wouldn't be shocked if I'm wrong here. Certainly Arkansas has had inconsistency issues from their guard play uh, outside of Trevon Brazil. The front court has been pretty inconsistent as well. I wouldn't be surprised if Oklahoma uh, can come out and play their style and kind of impose their, uh, their pace and their style on this game. But Arkansas, I think, is the more talented team, so I think I might lean with the Hogs in this one. But I think it's going to be—it's a four-point line right now, and I think it's going to be really, really close. Yeah, I mean, it's like a, basically a two-hour drive from Norman up yeah. to the BOK Center there in Tulsa. Andy, I—one of the things I love about this matchup is it's just two great coaches in yes. Coach Absolutely. Muss and Porter Moser, and so I, I'm really looking forward to that, like the in-game interplay between these two guys. One to watch out for for Oklahoma is their third leading scorer John Hughley who used to be at Pitt um, just kind of what kind of think of him folks as like a Norchetto mirror yeah, type yeah. player who's a little bit of an undersized but really has the the size and girth and can have his way a little bit and so I'm really excited to see uh, this matchup and man I'm I'm struggling with it too give me Arkansas winning straight up Andy <laughs> All right, how about this one? A battle of undefeateds. We said we're at 13. We're guaranteed to be at at least down to 12 by the end of Saturday because we got number 15 Clemson against uh, against TCU, both mm-hmm. undefeated. Also in that Hall of Fame series up in Toronto. This will be obviously after the Purdue game for mm-hmm. Eastern on FS1 at Ken Palm, Clemson by one. Yeah, give me Clemson. Give me Clemson by more than one, I think, as well. Um, and I'm not trying – I already kind of knocked on TCU a little bit earlier uh, with the Georgetown conversation. I think I think the Horned Frogs are a good team, uh, but Clemson has been playing fantastic. Uh, this one's going to be a, a fun battle between two transfer guards in Joe Girard for the Tigers, the way he's been playing, coming over from Syracuse, and then Jameer Nelson Jr. Uh, coming over from Delaware for TCU. I'm excited to see how those two guys look. Uh, on a big stage in this kind of fun environment uh, up in Toronto. Uh, there's a lot of other fun elements of this game. PJ Hall has been playing absolutely yes. fantastic yes. for Clemson. I mean, just incredible performance from him for Clemson. Uh, they also very balanced. You know, we saw South Carolina come out and really try to prevent PJ Hall from, from having a big game. And what happened instead was every one of Clemson's starters was in double figures. They just had this, they balanced it out and everybody stepped up and contributed. And I mean, South Carolina is not as good as TCU, although they are a, a better team than many thought they were coming into the year. But uh, yeah, I, I, Clemson's just too good. I, I think they're going to win this one. I think they're going to win it. I don't think it's going to be a blowout, but it, the one point line, I, I think Clemson's going to win handily. I think it'll come down to free throws, six, eight, maybe even a 10 point win for the Tigers. Yeah. If you haven't watched Clemson and you're thinking this is like an Oliver Purnell Clemson team that races <laughs> out to 16 and 0 by, uh, on a terrible schedule, you need to think again and you need to watch this basketball team. <laughs> PJ Hall is legit. Andy, he might have right now. It's probably between like him, RJ Davis from North Carolina, Blake Henson mm-hmm. from Pitt, or Quentin Post from Boston College would have my vote as ACC player of the year right now. I mean, Hall's got 20 and a half points a game, 7.8 boards. He's shooting 41.7 from three as a big man. Uh, Clemson is legit, folks. Don't miss it. You know, uh, jokingly, I'm going to take Clemson to win, but not cover that one-point spread. I think uh, they're only going to win by half a point. No, Clemson's going to win and uh, cover that spread. Can we count TCU's win over Georgetown as just a half a point victory since they didn't (laughs) – 
since I didn't really earn it. Yes, 100%. No, the All rest right. are going to be watching the out-of-bounds lines like hawks in this one. <laughs> I was going to say I'm done making jokes about that game, but I probably not. Oh, I'm not. I will, I will lean into it as long as I can. Isaac, both UCLA and Villanova are hoping a win will get them inside the AP Top 25 next week. Those two teams are facing off on Saturday. We're going to preview that game and a handful of other big-time matchups to close out the week after a word from today's sponsor, eBay Motors. Passion, drive, patience. That's what brings home the winning trophy, and it's also what helps keep your ride or die alive. And eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and to level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you are into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. And with over 122 million parts to choose from for your ride or die, you will always find exactly what you are looking for. Plus, with eBay's guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your car every single time, or you get your money back because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at all the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home a W. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply, and eBay's guaranteed fit is only available to U.S. customers. All right, Isaac, eight more games to get to here. We'll kind of just have to breeze through rapid fire on a couple of them at the end here, but some fantastic matchups this weekend, and we don't want to deprive you all of a chance to hear about these games. We'll start with UCLA at Villanova, Kyle Neptune's squad hosting the Bruins. This game is at 7 p.m. Eastern time on Saturday. It'll be on Fox. And Ken Palm favors the Wildcats here by five. Isaac, what are your thoughts on that one? Uh, that feels like a wrong team favored situation mm-hmm. to me. No, uh, you know, being being that UCLA has to come across the country, I mean, yeah. we can't not factor that in. I think that is a very real thing here. I Andy, I can't figure out Villanova. They are on a literal three-game losing streak right now. And the teams are St. Joe's, Drexel, and K-State. Yeah. Like, and and this is not last year's K-State. Don't be miraged by that. This is a K-State team that's not been great so far. And so I think UCLA has a real shot to come in and do some damage in this game. You know, that Mick Cronin defense will travel, even if it is from coast to coast. So we got to keep our eyes on that i'm really curious to see like what eric dixon and uh adembona can do against each other that'll be a really interesting matchup to me um you know ju- one one thing to keep an eye on and and i haven't heard or seen anything on this yet is justin moore had to leave that k-state game for villanova is is watching his health because he's a critical piece for um the wildcats in this one but i'm gonna go ucla on the road andy yeah, I just looked real quick while you were talking. No, no update as of right now right. on Justin Moore's status for that game. Uh, I is a knee sprain is what it was reported as. Right. Turning that around to play at a hundred percent against UCLA seems very unlikely. He may play. He may not be at a hundred percent. Villanova even at home without Justin Moore at a hundred percent. Yeah, give me the Bruins. I, I like. They're still a team that's coming around. They haven't found their full. Uh, they haven't found themselves quite yet. A lot of international guys, a lot of freshmen. I think they're still putting the pieces together, but they played really tough against a good Gonzaga team. And I, I think that they're, I think they're even on the road here. I think they're going to go ahead and take a victory here. Yeah, I think they can. Andy, let next, let's go to the border showdown. We've, I've always called it the border war, but I officially <laughs> it's the like high V border showdown. This is Mizzou 
at number four, Kansas. Number two in the AP poll. We've got them fourth in ours. Mm -hmm. Saturday, 5.15 p.m. Eastern on ESPN. And Andy, the Ken Palm line, Jayhawks by 13. Of course, this game is not a neutral game. It is actually going to be in Fog Allen Fieldhouse. What are the Jayhawks going to do in this one? Can they cover that 13 points? I noticed the 5.15 Eastern time start, and I checked, and yeah, this is the game right after Wisconsin-Arizona. Man, you're just going to have your TV on ESPN for a good chunk of time on Saturday. That's a fantastic couple of games. Uh, yeah, I think Kansas wins here. Mizzou has just not looked very good. Uh, they've been kind of an, an unheralded disappointing team, I guess, if that makes sense. A team it that does, 100%. Yeah, hasn't gotten a ton of attention for not being at the level that we thought that they would be, but they're not they're not playing all that great. Uh, it's a rivalry game, so any spread over 10 points in a rivalry game, I, I kind of – I usually tilt my head at a little bit, but Kansas at Fog, I mean, they're going to have – it's going to be really hard to keep that game within striking distance for Mizzou. Uh, give me the Jayhawks absolutely winning this one, and I wouldn't be shocked uh, if they win by 15 or more. I, they're just a much better team. I, I'm going to take Kansas to cover and use my time talking about this to say, did you see the the tweet from a fake John Rothstein account that Hunter Dickinson had been suspended uh, for like throwing down some UMKC player on Tuesday? No, I did not uh, see that. That's ridiculous. Funny. And I had people tweeting me like, did you see Hunter Dickinson suspended? No, it was from John Rothstein. Andy, <laughs> let's not get this uh, mixed up here. What uh, next? We got Colorado and number seventeen, Miami. This one's a really interesting game to me, Andy. Mm -hmm. It's the NABC Brooklyn Showcase at Barclays. This mm -hmm. one's on Sunday, two p.m. Eastern. Tip on ESPN two. Colorado by one at Ken Palm. Andy, is this the wrong team favored? I think so, but I also wouldn't be shocked. This, to me, strikes me as a really evenly matched game. I know Colorado has fallen out of the rankings. They got beat badly by their in-state rival, Colorado State, a loss that you know didn't, didn't look as good then but looks a little better now as Colorado State is a, a very quality program. But uh, it's gonna, the, the backcourts for both these teams are really fantastic, and I think that's going to be a huge part of the game. But I'm also really interested in the frontcourt matchup. Cody Williams, freshman for, for Colorado, he's kind of more of a 3-4 hybrid. Uh, how he plays against some Somebody like Norchad O'Meara, how he matches up in that front court for Miami is going to be really, really interesting to me. Uh, and, and of course, even going all the way up to the center position with uh, Eddie Lampkin for Colorado, like I think Miami has the advantage in the front court. I think they have a slight advantage in the back court, although that's no disrespect, certainly to the guard play at Colorado. So I'm going to lean Miami. Uh, I think they're going to win this one, but I it would this is. It would it would look like an unranked team beating a ranked team if Colorado won, but this would that wouldn't be a result that surprises me. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that Lampkin Omir matchup. I hope we get that. Interestingly, folks, it don't don't assume that Nigel Pack's the leading scorer here. He's the fourth leading scorer on this team. Wooga Poplar's wow. the dude leading the charge for the Canes. Uh, look for him to have a big game, although he's only slightly ahead of Omir. They I think they need a big game from Matthew Cleveland yeah. in this one. Miami does um, to really kind of make a statement nationally and to show what the ACC is capable of. Memphis at Texas A&M, another game that not two ranked teams, but a true road game for Memphis, a true home game for A&M and the SEC. This game is on Sunday at 4 p.m. Eastern time. It'll be on ESPN2. Ken Palm favors the Aggies of A&M by seven, and I probably do too. Memphis has looked very solid. They did need to go to overtime 
to defeat VCU, uh, VCU, a team that really struggled to start the season, but has kind of been playing better as of late. I don't think that's a terrible result for Memphis to have to go to overtime in that one. But I do, if they play like they did against VCU, they will not beat AM. Uh, Javon Quinterly is fantastic. Wade Taylor, the fourth, fantastic, really fun guard matchup there. But uh, AM to me, I think is the better team. And Memphis is. Is, is solid and that this the strength of their non-conference schedule is going to really help them when they get into the American Conference, but I, I don't see a victory for them here. Yeah, uh, did you say Quinterly made like a weird end-of-game decision against Ole Miss in that loss yeah, uh, over the weekend. That, that was confounding to me since he's been in school for 37 years already. <laughs> um, Andy, this line, A&M by seven, I don't know that I can trust that against mm-hmm. – like I think AM wins the game, but I'm going to yeah. have Memphis covering that spread. Gotcha. Too, like too experienced. <laughs> BYU at Utah is the final one here. We'll just kind of breeze through the last couple of games at the end here. But uh, in-state rivalry game here, always fun to see that. BYU, I'm intrigued by this game, which is happening Saturday night, 7 p.m. Eastern time. It'll be on the Pac-12 network. The Follow the play-by-play, I guess. Uh... <laughs> oh, the last time we have to ignore a basketball game on the Pac-12 network, right? Um, BYU hasn't really been tested. And I think uh, they played San Diego State. They hosted San Diego State. And, and frankly, the Aztecs are just not as good of a team as many people hoped or expected them to be. Um, I think BYU can win. I, they are favored by four. I don't think Utah's that great. But this is an in-state rivalry game at Utah. Honestly, give me the Utes. I think this is BYU's first Ooh. loss of the season here. I think the Utes are going to take this one. I like that call, Andy. And just so that it can be yours and yours alone, I will stick with the Cougs to win this game. I have spent a lot of years pissing off BYU fans. I don't really have a problem doing that again. (laughs) I'll stick with our guy Jake Hatch on it. Andy, very quickly, we got Mm -hmm. Gonzaga at Washington Saturday, 11 Eastern time. I'll be trying to stay awake. ESPN2 (laughs) zags by five. Gonzaga trying to go 3-0 against the Pac-12 this year. And Andy, Mm -hmm. uh, what's the stat? Gonzaga hasn't (laughs) lost to Washington since when? 2005. They are... 13 and 1 against Gonzaga or against Washington since 1999 when Mark Few took over. Bulldogs all the way in that one. Auburn mm-hmm. versus Indiana Holiday Hoops giving in Atlanta Saturday 2 Eastern on ESPN2. Auburn minus 7. What are you doing? Auburn Auburn by more. I, Indiana's kind of in shambles right now. Uh, I, I give give me the give me the Tigers. They're going to win this one by 10. And then that St. Mary's disappointing team at Colorado State, number 13, Saturday, 515 Eastern on CBS Sports. Rams by nine, Andy, and I don't think that line's big enough because SMC's struggling. Give me Colorado State. Yep. Uh, I, 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 I don't hate the line because of the possession style that these two teams play. I don't think it'll be a huge scoring game. But, uh, yeah, I, St. Mary's hasn't looked like a team capable of beating uh, a team anywhere near as good as Colorado State. I don't think they're going to here. Woo, Andy, a great weekend of college basketball. I love that football's done and we get to switch to Saturday now. Mm-hmm. Uh, n- unfortunately, though, nothing really good tonight on Friday, but mm-hmm. uh, we'll get back after it all together on Saturday. Come join us in the Discord. Let's chat about these games in real time. would love to do that with you. Don't forget to subscribe, smash the like button. We'd love to hear your comments. As always, apologies to the lawyer family. Let's go Wildcats. And until Monday, peace.